Who was this that is speaking, that is explaining all that's happening? Only six weeks ago, he was the coward that denied Jesus three times. And yet today, he was a changed man. He was filled with boldness, even as he had been filled with the Holy Spirit. He was the one that informed everyone that this was not due to excessive drinking, but rather they were fulfilling the words of the prophet Joel, who quotes God as promising that he would pour out his Spirit to everyone, predicting prophecy and visions for the young and dreams for the older men and probably women as well. Miracles and wonders would occur in the sky and earth on the day of the Lord, But today is the day to call upon the Lord for salvation. The day of the Lord has not yet arrived, but this is still the day God offers salvation to anyone who sincerely wants to change their lives. God used the apostles and disciples to call people in their own language, and now those present would go home and prophesy using what they heard here at Pentecost aided by visions and dreams. But the future age, the day of the Lord, begins with the coming of the Lord. And Jesus had come, and the Holy Spirit had come as a witness to his being the Messiah at Jesus' baptism, and now again with the baptism of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. This begins the final time of God's salvation, especially for the Jews, Keener states, but also for the Gentiles. Peter is expounding God's word from the book of Joel in a form that he saw previously in Hebrews. This is a Jewish midrash again, answering the question in Joel 2.32. What is the name of the Lord that they are to call? Because they are in a house of worship, they would call him Lord. But the faithful Jews knew that this referred to Yahweh, the sacred name of God. But using the name Lord, or Adonai, would reflect this understanding of who God is, the one true God of Israel. Not only are we seeing the form of a midrash, which is a commentary on the Old Testament, as you'll recall, but we also find here an extensive chiasmus, chiasmus, sorry, It's an extensive chiasmus. As you may recall from our earlier studies, a chiasmus is a reverse parallel literary structure in which the first verse parallels the last verse in the passage. In chapter 2 of Acts, verse 23, it states that God knew Jesus would be crucified, which is parallel to the last verse in chapter 2, verse 36, which says, Jesus was who they crucified. Do you see the parallel there? These two verses are called A and A prime because they say much the same thing, but they are at the first and the last. Then B follows in chapter 2, verse 25, where David states Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, and then this is echoed by the statement that Jesus is enthroned beside him, in the last part of verse 34, which is B prime, or the second statement and the next to the last statement. In the third section, in verse 29, David is described as dead and buried 
And the third from the last statement in verse 34 says, David did not ascend. Again, kind of saying the same thing. They are parallel. And so they can be considered C and C prime. Verse 30 says, David prophesied this would happen. And the last part of verse 33 states that the Holy Spirit is poured out on this day. God promised the Holy Spirit right in the middle, right there in verse 30, which is echoed in the middle of verse 33. Christ is enthroned at the end of verse 30, as well as at the beginning of verse 33. David prophesied resurrection in verse 31, and verse 32 states, We have seen him. (laughs) The resurrection is restated in the middle of verse 31 and repeated in verse 32. And now we are right in the middle of the chiasmus. Verse 31 states, Jesus was not abandoned in death. And it also says he did not decay. Same thing. The chiasmus is now complete. Letters A through I and then backwards from I prime to A prime. You may want to play this part of the podcast again using the letters indented a bit for each letter, A through I, and then reverse indented for I prime through A prime. Isn't God's word beautiful? It's structured in a beautiful way, as well as having a beautiful meaning all the way through. Peter quotes Psalm 16 in verses 25 to 28, and then develops his point in Acts 2, verses 29 to 32, as any Jewish midrash might do. Peter emphasizes that he and the other disciples were eyewitnesses of Jesus, and the coming of the Holy Spirit was a confirmation of their report. This is Brother Don.